so happy when she, you know, dumps her stupid boyfriend who should be the villain of a story. Like, he was trying to stop her career from growing. What the fuck? I grabbed my drink. I gathered my cats. Now let's talk about your favorite MILF. Listen, do you ever have those days in which you feel like complete, utter failure? Because I'm 100% having one of those days. And it's been a rough day emotionally, personally, self-confidently. It's just been rough. And I don't know. I applied for a job that would help me leave my serving job. And only keep my big girl job and this new job. But I did all the tests and interviews and whatever. And then today they told me that I didn't make it. And it just crushed me. Because I felt that I had actually done so fucking good on the test. And apparently I didn't. Or I don't know. Because they were like, yeah, the person who reviews it, whatever. They're not giving us any feedback. They just said no. So it sucks. Because... As much as I love serving, I don't want to do it for the rest of my life. I love working with my friends, but a lot of the things that go on in the serving industry are just frustrating. And I feel like I give so much of myself to a store and then I don't really get that back, you know. So I was excited to maybe leave that behind and then getting this news just crushed me. It was just very disappointing and it made me feel like a failure. And I've had this couple of days in which I've been thinking that I'm just stuck in my life. And I see people around me, you know, getting new jobs, having partners, getting pregnant, getting engaged, getting married, all that shit. And I'm nowhere near that, obviously, because I'm single as fuck. Um, and although job one is really good and pretty close to what I want to do for my career forever I felt like having job one plus the one that I had applied to would be the perfect combo for my resume and I would be able to stop serving but it didn't happen so it just made me feel even more stuck in my life like where am I going what's my destiny what's my future where am I going to be in the next like five years which is a lot to fucking think and if my life has shown me something I don't know if you can hear the plane going by I leave pretty close to the airport so that's why but if my life has shown me something is that everything changes and you cannot plan anything like I thought I was gonna marry a woman that I live with and we had cats and everything and that completely did not happen thank god it did not happen but you know plans change it's not always gonna be what you planned but as of right now I just feel stuck and I have this plan of what I want to do with my life, um, which I'm not going to share because I don't want to jinx it and I don't want to like have people copying it or whatever, but I have a plan, but I just feel like I'm just going further and further away from it. And I also want to be a mom so fucking badly and I don't see that happening anytime soon because I don't have a partner and the whole idea is that you're supposed to have a partner to be a mom, but, um... In less than two months, I'm going to turn 26, and I figured I would have at least one kid by now, but I don't. So, you know, 
of these things and expectations that I had for myself and I haven't met and it's just frustrating and like consciously I know that I'm not a failure but I still feel like a failure you know and it sucks it sucks to feel this way and it sucks to feel like you're not going anywhere and it it specifically sucks for me that I, I work so fucking much like so many hours a day and I don't feel like I'm getting to where I'm supposed to be I don't know maybe it's just a rough patch and next week I'll be out of it and I'll feel fine and I have so many people around me who always give me compliments on my job whatever job it is the way I work the way I treat people around me the way I treat my teammates my co-workers and like those are nice things they're things that I try to hold on to because especially when you have anxiety and depression you you tend to throw yourself down even more so I try to hold on to those positive comments that I get from people but it's still really hard to not feel like a failure when you set expectations for yourself and you can't meet them or when you had this life plan and it just got thrown out the fucking window you know but then if I think about like young Lara little Lara I hope that she's really proud of myself of herself because I've come so fucking far and I've done things that I never thought I would you know I've moved different countries I've lived with my ex I lived on my own I work and I pay for everything myself like I'm fucking independent you know like the other day I went to lunch with my parents and before my dad could realize I paid for lunch and it felt so fucking good because it's like him and my mom have been giving me everything my whole life so if I can just pay for one lunch and like show you how grateful I am for everything that you've done for me I'm gonna do it and I did it and it felt so good so it's like I'm not a failure but I feel like one so it's fucking tricky you know I don't know it's frustrating and I'm rumbling right now but I'm just frustrated and I don't go to therapy because it's either fucking expensive or they blame me for my abuse so therapists have not been good to me so this is my therapy so yeah it's been a weird ass day um and I'm hoping that tomorrow is gonna be another day and I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be better and things are gonna be good And that's the thing about depression. It has so many ups and downs. And like at times I'm doing amazing. And at other times I'm like, whoa, should I drive my car off the road? Which is a joke, mom. I'm not going to drive my car off the road. But you get the point. But, you know, in this feeling of failure and thinking of everything, like I said, I was thinking about young Lara and hoping that she's proud of herself and as I was thinking about young Lara I thought about this week's MILF and this week we're going to talk about none other than Anne Hathaway and this woman marked my childhood probably because the amount of times that I watched the princess diaries is uncountable that's the first thing that I saw her in and it was amazing like I loved those movies so much I was actually thinking about it today and being like oh how long has it been since I watched it like I have to re-watch it because they're amazing movies honestly but I'm used to watching them in Spanish so 
Growing up, a lot of the kids' movies were always translated to Spanish, and there was no other way to watch them. So my brothers and I, we always like quote movies, make jokes about certain movies, and it's always in Spanish because most of our childhood movies were always seen in Spanish, you know? So like The Cat in the Hat is one of the movies that we quote the most, and it's always in Spanish. And as I got older and, you know, maybe started watching them in English, I was like, wait, they are so much better in Spanish. The jokes are so much better in Spanish, you know? And The Princess Diaries was one of those movies that I actually watched in Spanish. Because when we watched them on Disney Channel, they were translated to Spanish. So that's how I knew them. And that's how I know the dialogues, just in Spanish. And I was thinking a lot about that, how all of our childhoods, you know, have these things in common, this movies, this shows, and they're all in different languages, you know, because like, depending on where you are in the world, you're going to watch them in your own language. And it's funny because we can make jokes or comments and they're always going to be different on some level because translations are not always literal, which is a good thing. So it's crazy. And I was thinking about Anne Hathaway and I was like, yeah, for the majority of my childhood up until I watched Devil Wears Prada, in my head, Anne Hathaway's voice was in Spanish by the translator, you know? Obviously, when I watched Devil Wears Prada, I watched it in English because the woman who translates Meryl Streep's voice to Spanish has, and I apologize, the worst fucking voice ever. If you watch a Meryl Streep movie in Spanish, it's always translated by the same woman because that sort of happens whenever someone's like a well-known celebrity. They have their own sort of voice translator. And the woman that does Meryl Streep is fucking awful awful obviously all of Meryl Streep's movies I've always watched them in English because they're quote-unquote grown-up movies so if you went to the cinema they were in English just with subtitles and stuff like that but sometimes if you put them on TV they would be in Spanish and the woman who does her voice has the worst fucking voice ever so I refuse to ever watch Devil Wears Prada in Spanish and that's how Anne Hathaway got her own voice in my mind and you know became a an English-speaking woman but both The Princess Diaries and The Devil Wars Prada are fucking amazing movies. In completely different categories and completely different characters that she plays. They're fucking amazing. Um, in both of them, obviously, she has a huge transformation and it helps with her character development and it's hilarious. Um, the Princess Diaries, I remember that I used to relate a lot to her because her hair was crazy curly mess and that's how my hair usually is. So I was like, oh yeah, same girl. Um, and then it has Julie Andrews. So like she's been with Julie Andrews and she's been with Meryl Streep and Emily Blunt. Like what the hell? Anne Hathaway has an amazing career and she's worked with such amazing co-stars, you know? Obviously, when I watched The Princess Diaries for the first time, I watched it because of Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins. She's a huge name in my house, which I will talk about when it's her episode, which is coming this season. So she's a huge name, and that's why I watched the movie. And then Anne Hathaway became her own persona, and I was like, wow, I love this woman. And then I watched Devil Wears Prada because of Meryl Streep, not gonna lie. But her character and character was amazing, and you fall in love with Andy and everything that she does, and... You're so happy when she, you know, dumps her stupid boyfriend who should be the villain of a story. Like, he was trying to stop her career from growing. What the fuck? A partner should be someone who has your back and supports you and 
encourages you to keep going after your dreams. He just sucked. I think his name was Nate. Nate just fucking sucked. But those are the two movies that I usually think about the most about Anne Hathaway. And then, of course, she is a MILF for real because she has two kids. But I feel like as she got older, and particularly once she joined the cast of Ocean's 8, she became more of a MILF in vibe. And this is where it comes into play. Ocean's 8 is when she comes into play into Stan Twitter mostly. Stan Twitter has this thing where they mostly just praise older women or MILF-ish women who are hot and have good movies. And if you are hot and you're in a good movie with a bunch of other women, your name's going to pop up even more. And the truth is because Stan Twitter is composed mostly by queer women. You know, so that happens. So when Anne Hathaway joined the cast of Ocean's 8, of course her name started popping everywhere. She was with Sarah Paulson, Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Helena Bonham Carter, Rihanna, like... You know, it had to happen. And then in the movie, she looks fucking good as hell. And you kind of think that she's like this dumb little woman that she's playing. But no, plot twist, she's not. She's known everything that they were doing from the very beginning, you know. So it was actually pretty good. Her character is really good. That movie is actually really good. I enjoyed it. I know some people didn't, but I enjoyed it. Like... Honestly, I'm not those kind of people who go to the movies and just, like, criticize every little detail trying to be above everybody else. Like, I go to the movie to enjoy myself and forget. The movie theater is the only place in the world where my mind shuts the fuck up and I can just watch the movie and enjoy it. If the movie makes me forget about my life and I get into it and I'm super concentrated on everything that's going on and I'm having a good time, it makes me cry or it makes me laugh, it's a good movie. If it annoys the fuck out of me, it bores me and it has me thinking about other things, it's a bad movie. That's it. Because, like, when I watch a movie at home, I'm paying attention, but I'm also, like, on my phone, my cats, if somebody, you know, calls me, texts me, whatever. If I watch a show at home, the same kind of thing. But then, if I go to the movie theater... I'm just focusing on the movie. So the movie has to be good enough to just keep me there. So if it does that, if it keeps me there and it makes me forget everything that's going on, makes me forget my anxiety, it's a good movie. And speaking of that kind of concentration that you have watching movies or show, like usually I'm on my phone. Especially if I'm watching TV shows. Sometimes it's because I'm live tweeting, I'm texting my friends, whatever. But this past weekend I got into the show Ted Lasso which like everybody had told me to watch but I was re-watching SVU which I'm still doing I'm on season 14 but I had to pause it because my shows came back I'm catching up whatever so the previous weekend I watched the entire season of you because season three came out I had to watch it and then these weekend I caught up with Ted Lasso. I didn't have to serve on Friday so as soon as I was done on my other job I started watching season one, finished it basically and then watched season two and it's such a fucking masterpiece of a show. I'm obsessed, obsessed. It literally came up to one of my favorite tv shows ever but the point is that the show had me so captivated and so into it 
that I only picked up my phone when I was live tweeting and adding to my thread. I like to keep threads of most of the shows that I'm watching to like tweet things that I like, quotes that I like, and then go back on them. And usually if I'm watching other shows, I live tweet and then I text my friends or go through Instagram, whatever. But this time I was not talking to anybody. Like I was just adding to my live tweet thread and that was it. I was in the show. It was so fucking perfect. I mean, it doesn't help that the main character, the female main character is fucking gorgeous and she's the reason that I started watching it, let's be honest. But the entire storyline is just so amazing. It's such an amazing show. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's really good. And it's not just about soccer, which people, soccer, oh my god, I'm gonna hate myself for it because it's football. Oh my god, I'm, my vocabulary is just getting more American as I spend more time in the country. But it's football it's not just about football it's about human beings and relationships and who you are and overcoming shit and ted has panic attacks which is very relatable like today i had a panic attack in the office and i had to mask it with just you know keep going whatever so it's relatable it's a good show it's entertaining it's funny it's sweet and like if you're looking for something to watch watch the hell out of that because it's really really good But going back to Anne Hathaway, she really is one of those women that if I close my eyes and think about my childhood, her name's going to pop up. Um, Mia Thermopolis Rinaldi is one of the best characters of my childhood. Like, she is so amazing. And Anne Hathaway did that character so good. In every movie that she portrayed that character, she did so good. And it's just, it's a funny movie. It's a funny family movie. And... I'm a family-oriented person. Like, I go and spend weekends with my parents still, which is so good because whenever I go to my parents' house, I feel, like, at home. And it's like, I don't have a childhood home because we moved around a lot. But when I go to their place, wherever they're living, I do feel like that's my childhood home, you know? My mom does my laundry. Uh, This weekend, like, she cooked something that I asked for, you know, they take care of me, they spoil me, especially now that both my brothers live far away, so, like, I'm the only child here, so, you know, it, it feels nice, it feels cozy, it's like I'm coming home, and I like that, at times we really, really fucking need that, and, like, I would not move in back with my parents, because they have their life, and I have my life, I like living in my apartment with my cat, but it's nice, once in a while just to drive and spend the weekend at their home and not think about anything else, you know? Like, just be there and let them spoil you and let them take care of you. That, that's it. So it was very nice. And as I was saying, I'm a very family-oriented person. So these kind of movies that allow you to, you know, spend time with your family and watch them with your family and then carry on quotes and jokes for the rest of your life are my kind of movies like it's just perfect it's the kind of thing that you're looking for because what's better than having inside jokes with your brothers that relate to movies that you used to watch in your childhood you know and my brothers and I now for uh, the past month of Halloween we had this list of horror movie Halloween themed movies that we watched and We watched, I think, like 19 movies, maybe 15, I don't know, something in between there. And some of them, we would watch them all together on FaceTime if our schedules match. And then if not, 
we would watch it whenever we got a chance and send each other the comments. And it was so cool because it reminded me a lot of our childhood of when we like sat down to watch movies. Usually Sunday nights, they would premiere a new movie on Disney Channel. So we would sit down in front of the TV to have dinner and watch this new movie, whatever it was. So it sort of reminded me of that because even though the list had some movies that I had seen, a lot of them I hadn't seen them. So it felt like that, like watching a new movie with my brothers, commenting, and it was it was beautiful. I don't know. I like doing stuff like that. I like connecting with people through movies and TV shows because it shows us a little bit of who we are. You know, depending on the things that you like, it's going to show who you are. And I think that's one of the best things that the entertainment industry has given us. So, you know, although today has been a rough day and I felt like a failure a lot and I felt very stuck in my life it was nice to sort of think back on my childhood and see how far I've actually come and how I'm not the same little girl I used to be and although there's still things that I want to change and I want to work on and goals that I want to meet I know that I'm on the right path and hey I might not be princess of Genovia queen of Genovia after all but we're getting somewhere And I guess at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Our drinks are empty. Our cats are ready for a nap. So join me next week and let's talk about your favorite MILF. And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast. Let me know what you think of this and let's help other lesbians find us, other cats join us. And let's keep talking about your favorite milk.